Welcome to In This New Season. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Alyssa. And today we are going to talk about the five books we've read that have changed our lives. I'm so excited for this episode. <laughs> <Me> too. <laughs> it was nearly impossible to cut so it down. So hard. I mean, we love books. We love books. We, I think that's one of the things we really um, connected on. We yes. have shared a lot of books oh in my our gosh. short Constantly friendship. Constantly they're going back and forth. Always. <laughs> <laughs> so you go first. What was your okay. first book? So I'm going to caveat my first one, um, and I have them here. So if you're listening, you are going to hear some page flipping. Sorry about that audio. <laughs> um, I'm going to caveat in saying that this book doesn't, it isn't full of advice that I would necessarily give to someone now or take now that I know more about this space. And it, and it didn't come out yesterday, so I think that's, you know. There's like new research all the time and all, yeah, all that stuff. Good caveat, good caveat. Yeah, but at yeah. the time, it changed your life. It changed Which my was circa life. when? Oh, gosh. This would have been 2000. And I was living in St. John, New Brunswick when I read this book. And I lived there in 2012. Okay. Yeah. So, 10 years ago. And this began you on an important path. This did. This book was the start of me starting my own skincare company called Lulabelle Skincare, um, which if you're listening from a follower of mine, that's probably how you know me. And so I've been working on it ever since I read this book. Um, this book is by Chris Carr and it's called Crazy Sexy Diet. It is not a diet book. I want to just be very clear about that because I really do not like diet books. Um, it does include a cleanse. So these are things that I wouldn't necessarily take with me now for advice. So Chris Carr um, is a cancer survivor. She's still she's living with cancer. Um, so she comes at it as you know in a in that she comes out at it from that, and it it just goes into like the toxic things in our food, toxic things in our skincare, and it really got me excited about figuring out what I could implement in my life that would actually just make me feel better, didn't make my life harder, wasn't doing it for vanity, just to actually just feel good. And she is such a positive ray of sunshine. I adore her. She loves dogs, so I immediately loved her. I thought that was, you know, we're, we're <laughs> kindred spirits. Um and this book is just great. It's just great. I wish you guys could see. Well, we'll post a, a photo of it to our Instagram. It has so many sticky notes. And they're <laughs> they're like old. These are 10-year-old sticky notes. Um, but it really got me into things like dry, bush, dry brushing and green juice, um, which at the time, really hippy-dippy people did that. Um, it wasn't so cool like it is now. <laughs> now it's like everybody does that. But at the time, it, it was... Very different, and I got my juicer, and it just, like, set me on this whole path of discovering things and experimenting with different things that made me feel good, and, yeah, it was really, it changed my life um, I love that. so much. When I when I took out the toxic, honestly, my mom is a, is a hippie, and we didn't have toxic skincare things in my house. I don't remember my mom ever using it anything other than like a little bit of olive oil on her face. So a lot of starting Lulabelle was my mom, but a, a lot of it was Chris Carr and talking about these things. And I got just really 
inspired and I just started buying all these different oils and experimenting and I, you know, got really into it, obviously. <laughs> I kept it up. <laughs> but yeah, it was life-changing for me. Makes me want to read it. Well, I love what you said about how um, they, like books can create so much discovery for us. Mm. Like I have had so many times where I've read a book and it's like opened up an entire world I didn't even know existed. And I think that's one of my favorite feelings when it's like, what? Like they, there is this whole world that I didn't even know I didn't know. And then you go in there and it's a rabbit hole and then you're like, all oh, these people are referencing these people. So now I have to read these people. And then, oh my gosh, everyone's talking about it. And, yes. And it's like, how is all this so accessible? And yet I was oblivious to it until yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've been totally transformed by books just so many times. I, I really let them in. I like, I'm very open to books and to taking everything they say in and sort of trying it on as if, as if like with zero resistance, I feel like it's just been my approach. Um, and, and I feel like I've had like the best teachers have come from books for me. So the, I had to start with with just Brene Brown, period. Everything and <laughs> I all the this, things. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't feel this way? If you don't, if you haven't heard of Brene Brown, you don't Brown, love that you're woman. Welcome. Go yeah. find her because she <laughs> is going to change your life. I mean, it's commonplace now, which is so fabulous. Like the first Brene Brown book I read was The Gifts of Imperfection, which, haha, I see someone else. I have it book. right here. <laughs> so it, like, that book ripped my heart open, got right inside. And she spoke for me. Like she, I, <laughs> she articulated things that I was like, Oh my gosh, you have just rewired my entire brain and clearly millions of other people. Because like, I always recommend that book to clients and they're like, why are you recommending that book to me? And it's like, cause they, it makes <laughs> you feel amazing. So, and if they start reading it, they're like, how did you, how did you, it's like you're inside my soul. People feel overexposed and I'm like, just remember it sold millions of copies. Mm -hmm. So you can't be the only one whose soul she's inside of. Otherwise that book would not have sold that much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, remember that's the thing. It's universally true. Um, everything. So her, her, every, all of her books, the, the, um, um, Braving the Wilderness another, was another one, Dan Greatly, Rising Strong, all, like just across the board, but it, the first one that really changed my life was the gifts of imperfection. I think and if she she to me is like the I mean, the big sister that everybody needs. Mm -hmm. You know, she has all that like big sister advice. Yeah. I don't have a big sister, but yeah. Brene, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. If you are. <laughs> yeah, if you are, we just died. <laughs> oh yeah. That like oh, I just to imagine, it's like it feels like she is just so real and and so she just has such a gift with language and as a teacher and it has been so transformational transformational for me and the the um, guideposts of wholehearted living there's 10 that she talks about and those are things i i would say most of my coaching is even based on like th that those areas cultivating authenticity like letting go of what people think cultivating self compassion letting go of perfectionism all of those types of things, even to cultivating play and rest and creativity and creating more calm and stillness in our lives. Like these are things that I started on a path that this book was like at the front end of. And just like I followed that 
breadcrumb trail like deep, deep, deep <laughs> and has, and it really did just change. It, it made my life. I just became so much more free. I love that. I actually, when we were getting ready for this podcast, started, you know, looking at all these books again and, oh God, I got to, I got to read this again. Cause I think, I think maybe this should be something you read like every year. Mm-hmm. You I know, I recently read it again too. I the lessons in it. Yeah. So incredible. Yes. All right. For mine, my next one's a bit of a, probably won't resonate with everybody, um, but if it does resonate with you, it will resonate hard. So it's called The Doctor Will See You Now, and it's by Dr. Tamir Sekin. I'm not sure if I am pronouncing her name correctly, but, uh, it's recognizing and treating endometriosis. So I, um, have struggled with very in- intense, intense pain for for a very, very long time. And it's pretty common knowledge that um, so, to get diagnosed with endometriosis, you will, on average, see eight doctors, seven or eight doctors. And I think I saw nine before I got a clinical, not a surgical diagnosis. And I couldn't describe how the fe- like what the feeling was when you're in that much pain it is so difficult to describe it and as a female you just think i can't really go to the doctor for period pain like that's crazy why isn't tylenol helping why isn't you know and it had always been been such an issue for me and then i ended up um in the er um and i felt so much shame like crying to this nurse. I was like, I can't believe I'm taking a doctor's time to talk to them about my period pain. And she just rubbed my back and she said, oh, honey, I know it's so awful. I have endometriosis too. And I was like, what the heck is that? (gasps) What do you mean? And after years of complaining about this to, you know, uh, lots of doctors and never being taken seriously, that nurse... I don't know who she was, but angel, woman. Uh, and the doctor I saw that day was incredible, the ER doctor. And he was so he was just fantastic. And he said, you know, I will never understand what you're going through. And I was like, thank you so much. Now, he was an ER doctor, so mm-hmm. I couldn't go back and see this man. I did end up in the ER a few times. Um, and as someone who doesn't like to take Tylenol, I've found it very difficult to, the only thing they can really do for you is is give you pretty strong medication. And I was like, there has to be a better way than me just going to the ER every time I have this horrible pain. And I went to so many doctors and finally I heard, um, I believe actually on a podcast, this book get talked about. And I read this book and bald the entire way through. And I don't actually think that it is endospecific. I think like it does, it does say, it, do, it. I mean, it does talk about some very endospecific things, but if you're just having medical difficulties and, and having a difficult time articulating it, this book basically gives you a script to talk 
to your doctor about. And it also, the very first thing it does is apologize for how you've been treated already, Mm. which that's what made me cry for sure. I ended up getting in to see this incredible gynecologist here and I brought this book in because I was so nervous and I couldn't, and I'd already been told by um, multiple (laughs) doctors that, yeah, some women just have a really tough time. And I was like, that cannot be it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. This cannot be, I cannot just be. And I brought this book in and I cried to her and she was like, oh my gosh. I was telling her, you know, I got this information from the book and I had it all highlighted and it's from a doctor. It wasn't like I was just Googling random things. She was like, let me take a picture so I can show my other clients. And I was like, oh, amazing. She was like, I'm so sorry. And she was like, I'm so glad you found this book. And me too. Because like I never, I don't think I actually would have gotten my, I don't think I would have gotten into her without using the language that I used in this book. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm it's so a, happy to like learn about that. I feel like that, that was very eye-opening. Hmm. No, I don't know a lot about that at all, but it makes me want to know more. And I am sorry for how you were treated. That sounds Thank so you. difficult. Yeah. It, yeah. And I don't think it's like... I don't think any doctor means for you to take those words in that way. But, you know, not every doctor is specialized in every disease. So, course, like, it's yeah. very difficult for them to to empathize with what you're going through, especially if they haven't seen a lot of people with it. But, yeah, endometriosis is very common uh, and actually uh, affects more more women than diabetes. So it's a, yeah, and not many people know that much about it. So Mm -hmm. if you have horrible period pain, talk to your doctor because it might be common, but it ain't normal. Mm -hmm. Great. (laughs) Okay. Um, I am, my next book is, well, I just, I kind of had to do, it was really hard to just do a book. So I did another (laughs) author, Glennon Doyle, because I would say that uh, Carry On Warrior was another book that changed my life. And I have since come to love Untamed even more. I've read that multiple times. However, the question was, what book changed your life? So I had to say Carry On Warrior because from the first chapter of that book, her first book, I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening to me? What am I reading? This is wild because it just was so honest. And she was saying things I just never read before. I'd never heard anyone write or and I'd never read she was talking about um, how, like, she she describes a scene where someone comes up to her at a, in a church and she's blonde, like Glennon was blonde and thin and had skinny jeans on. And, and the woman said, like, you make me feel messy because you, you're so together. And she said, Glennon said, like, wow, I must be doing something really wrong then because I do not have it all together and I don't want to make people feel messy around me. And I just thought, wow, I have so much to learn from her. And I feel like she is somebody who, especially um, with Untamed, um, the book in the middle, I, I enjoyed, but I there was a part of me that felt like it didn't click with me quite as intensely as the first and the third. By the time I read Untamed, I was like, wow, she is so in her power. Her journey has so mirrored my own in so many ways, not the specific details. Like that's the thing about Glennon Doyle is like, I think she can be easy to resist. Like there's something, there's something that can push people away. Um, and so she's controversial, but I've found that if I try to go inside the experiences 
and feel and find the ways that they're the same as my experiences, even though the details themselves are different. Do you mean like the feeling behind the experience? Yeah, like yeah, go into the experience. Like, well, it's just tricky because so much of her journey is like very much parallel with my own in the sense of like her discovering wanting to do vulnerable work and then discovering wanting to do um, like develop that inner stillness and develop like that inward knowing. And so there's things that she articulates that if you recognize it, it's like, oh my God, how did you articulate that so well? There's sort of a, it's like extremely profound how she will say something so beautifully and simply, but if you if you're not inside the experience, it's going to feel a lot more like, meh. Like I was in a book club that talked about it where people said, I just felt like it was kind of surface level. It didn't go very deep. And I was like, what? (laughs) And I was like, this is the deep, the (laughs) deepest book I've ever read. But I've also had that experience with books. Like I'm pretty sure I said that the first time I read Eckhart Tolle, I was like, not for me. Like it was just very like, whoo. So I think it's just the right timing, you know, Mm -hmm. for everybody. I need to go back because I I think I resist, Untamed for sure, I I resisted. I read it. Mm -hmm. I was like, I, you know, this is beautifully written, but it didn't like, didn't stir your heart. Well, it just felt a little aggressive. Not she wasn't being aggressive. I felt like the advice almost, I was taking it in a way that felt aggressive. Does that make yeah, any I sense? Yeah, I think that makes, I think that's fair. Like I need to I, revisit. Well, there is a, I like I feel that she went far, she pushed far on that book knowing that that was further than would be comfortable for people, hoping right. that from where you are, like it's almost like let's stir you up on purpose and maybe yeah. you'll settle somewhere in the middle that's a little further than you once were. Like there I is need a, that gentle. I need yes. that gentle Although, love. <laughs> I'll say, Alyssa, your whole thing has been like, how do I learn how to establish boundaries? And yeah. like that whole book is very much like like this. And it You're may right. have been more than you were ready to hear at the time. Yes. You're yeah. so right. But she I I think that yeah, I, I also I also think that whatever grates people about her is also really worth exploring internally because she is such a powerful mirror for people and brings out things that we you can you either embrace it or you don't and I it I, whatever whatever that is it's like can lead to some really good transformation internally and like inner reflection. Um, and I mean, no one has to be the be all end all for everybody. Like you don't, but definitely for me, she has been like untamed is one of my all time favorite books then. And definitely one of my most recommended. Mm. I also think she has a way of, um, summarizing Mm -hmm. big world events in a beautiful way. Mm -hmm. I definitely, I definitely um, resonate with her on when when a big, usually terrible thing happens. She really has a beautiful way of breaking down the emotions that come with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because she, I would view her as like a very highly sensitive person that you'd think you'd find her like a kindred spirit. Like she speaks similar. That might be to why I don't. Do you know? Right? Like yeah. there's something triggering there. Yeah, yeah, it would be interesting. Where I <laughs> I relate more maybe with like Abby, her partner. Right. Like there's most things Glennon says I don't. Um, necessarily see it the same way but I love like her her perspective is so powerful to me like I just find it I find it stunning and really human like human it's like she sees something in humans that I want I think the world would be better if we could see if if we all look at it through that those 
that when sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I'm going to, I'm going to revisit her. Okay. I'm going to revisit her. Yeah. It's okay if you don't. I <laughs> love her. It's fine. <laughs> I think her writing is beautiful. I just really resisted that book. Yeah. And I think maybe it, I think you're right. The timing, I think timing has a lot to do with, with books. books. Yeah. And I just think maybe I wasn't quite at the right time mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Yep. My next book is by Dr. Judith Orloff, and it's called The Empath's Survival Guide, Life Strategies for Sensitive People. Now, this <laughs> sounds like a real mouthful. Uh, as you've heard in previous episodes, I'm very sensitive, and I, I, I do. it is something I love about myself now, but I also really struggle with it sometimes. Um, and this book made me feel so seen. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I read it and I was, was reading it in the bath and it was talking about how empaths often really need to be like in water, submerged in water. And I got out of the tub and like ran downstairs after and like pointed at the pages to my husband. I was like, look at this. This is me. Like read all these things. <laughs> this is me. And he was just like, okay, all right. But I was showing Haley when I got here, I have. I, it's, this book is so, like, there's, I highlighted, like, I could have just highlighted it all. It's like every second (laughs) sentence is highlighted, but I even wrote things, um, like, a little note to myself, read when you need a pep talk, like, um, practice. (laughs) I'm just looking through it now. There, she just has an incredible way of making you feel okay for feeling so many things all the time. and ex- Which is what Glennon does, Alyssa. Yeah. <laughs> she just is very gentle, gentle. about it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. I think it's just she's very gentle and I'm, you know. It is, but that's sensitive. such a good point, though. Because honestly, the more I read, like, the kinds of books that I, you know, the rabbit hole takes you into a vein of similar books. And they all can say more or less the same thing, but... There, that's why there's always room for more people in this space, right? Because what we can hear, how we like to hear messages mm-hmm. differs. Yes. So we need to have people saying things in different ways because our ears like to hear things in different ways. Yeah. And we is whatever gets the, because the, there's, I feel like there's just some messages that maybe are, I don't even know if I'd say universal, but they, they are important for us to hear, but it has to be the right time and from the right source for yes. us to actually. Because there's some things I've heard a thousand times before I actually before it clicks it. in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I just same as the other book. It gives you like a script. I really like books that give you this tangible, you know, these tangible bits that you're like, oh, I can actually use this in in. Ooh, good My point. daily Lenin life. is less tangible, right? Like, yeah. it's much more poetic, and yes. you almost have to, like, in your you own You have to mind, figure it out for yourself. Your, yeah. And this is, like, there's there's a whole section in here on how to protect yourself. Right. From, <laughs> like, kind of like your, your yeah. did you bring the boundaries book? Or no, that was I a, didn't, that was but a it was an honorable mention. It's an, yeah, yeah, like a, a guide where, I like, like things. Give me exactly <laughs> what to say or exactly how to do the thing, <laughs> and that's really helpful. I would say that is bang on with the Glennon book that for me, it was like I did the how-to on my own and then I read a book where someone was like articulated in, in poetry exactly what I'd been mm. through and it gave it, it made it a coherent narrative. Yeah. Maybe now that I've done more work on the things. On the things. And then someone's articulated. It's almost like you almost have to have lived it, I think, 
first to then recognize it in the words. Mm-hmm. Or at least, I mean, that's just what I think about that specific book. Yeah. yeah. All right, my next book, Tiny Beautiful Things. This is definitely so my favorite book of all time. So sad. My most gifted book, <laughs> the most beautiful book I have ever read. I recently reread it. I was just a heap on the floor. Like, Greg is like, what's going on? I, it's by Cheryl Strayed. It is the most raw, honest book. It makes me just, I think it's the most, it's so beautiful. I don't think it's just sad. For me, it is the most beautiful part of humans. Like it is so probably similar to why I love therapy, like give like being a therapist because it's it is like the stuff I get to see and work in. And I love the way that she how her life experiences have all been diverse and complicated and painful and messy and just all the things that you might you might write off. And yet they have been made to be so meaningful and help so many people. And I think that's just, just so beautiful. It is gutting. It is truthful. And it is, it will help you through any hard time because it's all covered in that book. It's a collection of, um, she used to be an anonymous advice columnist called Dear Sugar. And then she became more well-known when she wrote Wild. And so later they went back and were like, so P.S. Dear Sugar is actually Cheryl Strayed, the well-known author. And so they took a collection of all of her advice columns, and many of them, and put them into this book. And so it just, it's, it's like not like advice columns you've ever read before. It is so, um, I just don't even have words, but I, that's how much I love that book. It, it really is so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I think that they're, I think we have a, a mutual friend that saw it as a screenplay, like as a play, which I think would be so powerful. Oh, gosh, I would cry through that That's so hard. I don't think anyone will want me in a theater watching that One time them. I saw a play. Remember, I, I was looking at Greg over here recording us. I went to a play, a one-woman show in L.A., and – I sobbed so hard. It was a, it was called Stripping in Alaska, and she was it was her true story, one woman show for like an, two hours about her being a stripper in Alaska and how that came to be and what it was like and how she moved like all this whole. It was the most beautiful epic. Tale. It was could have been from Tiny Beautiful Things. It was just the most stunning storytelling. Her performance was incredible, and it was so moving. And it just like I was just in awe of of her and the whole thing, and just like how in her life story, that really was the safest choice she could have made at that time. And I was sobbing so hard that a woman in front of me <laughs> at the end turned around and handed me a Kleenex and she said, I'm so sorry for your pain. Oh, oh my <laughs> and I was gosh. like, it's not, I'm not in pain. I, I, this is like the, the, the beauty of the world flooding out of my eyes. I just, I was like, <laughs> and then I got sick because I was like wiping my hands oh. and like gross, gross theater germs in my face but anyway it was like what a lovely yeah. woman though like that's such a beautiful thing to say to someone yeah, yeah. Oh. at the time you know it's funny I was a little perturbed because I was like who are you assuming it's pain this is what human joy looks like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah <laughs> perhaps was that's a bit hilarious. exposed <laughs> yes perhaps perhaps yeah. maybe felt a little bit vulnerable there that's incredible <laughs> um my Last book, I guess. We do have some honorable mentions too, but this one is not in the real self-help realm like my other ones. This is by the one and only Nora Ephron, and it's I Feel Bad About My Neck and Other Thoughts on Being a Woman. And it is 
just, I, I, it's just required reading. If you are a female or identify as a female or love a female or, you know, have come from a female, your mother, you, you should read this book. It's so good. It, it's just explain. It has such great social commentary. She's hilarious. She talks about when Harry met Sally, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, she just has a she has this advice that's like hilarious and sad and human and you know she like she is the original she like her her portrayals of women i i find in the media just so captivating because she does she likes her main characters to be a little messy mm-hmm. you know they're not the perfectly polished they're just her characters are her they're and they're I don't know. They're just like every woman. I just couldn't love Nora Ephron enough, honestly. <laughs> it's just a great book. And I think if you want to laugh and also actually get a lot from a book, this is just like, this is the one. Just, just read it. It's I promise. I really it's so will good. read that. That sounds amazing. It's so good. Greg is a huge Nora Ephron fan. He's I know. I love like Greg even more now. About that. Yeah. Now I want to read that. And he'll want to read it too. It's so good. Okay, so somehow I still have two sections left because I guess we both had we both had yeah the gifts of imperfection okay. on there, and I cheated because I put two in each of my <laughs> remaining. So I have four books left, but okay, I'm just gonna say in my this is really a very difficult task. <laughs> okay, in my section on I would say like books that got me into mindfulness and like a personal journey into spirituality and meditation. I would tie that between Loving What Is by Byron Katie and The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. They were kind of my initial entryway into both of those things. I would say that they are like, they both just blew my mind open. They um, are both books you need to reread. They were, they were like loving what is the big concept I got from that was her process called the work, um, which you can look up, but it's like these, these four questions that can change your life. And let me tell you, they do. It's like how to take any situation and, be, create more cognitive flexibility around it to see it in a new way that's even more true. So sometimes we'll tell ourselves a story like he shouldn't do X to me. And then in this work process, you figure out how to change that in your mind several different ways until you discover more true versions of the story and you create like this loosening and freedom and release in yourself where it's like, actually, I shouldn't do that to him. Like you flip it around or you say, or he should do that to me because like, it's just, it forces your brain to release the, the tightness on the one perspective. I haven't read that. Well, I'm gonna, that was a heck of a promo. (laughs) Let me tell you. Yeah. And then, and the untethered soul too, that is like a very great introduction into understanding, um, how to create more distance from it between your thoughts and your reactions and how to observe your thinking mind, like how to like, be the thinker and then observe the thinker <laughs> so that there, it's almost like we're never, we aren't our thoughts. But that whole concept, when I first discovered that book was very mind blowing to me and kind of led me down a path of like, what do you mean I'm not my thoughts? Like, how do I, what would it even mean to watch my thoughts? Like to watch the thinker and to not identify with my thoughts. And it all sounds like mumbo jumbo until you you just, I just, that was one of those rabbit holes. I went down further and further and further until I ended up at a 10 day silent meditation retreat. And then was like, whoa, 
experiencing some of this stuff in a way that it no longer sounds like mumbo jumbo. It's like a lived body experience of like, I now have had a taste of what they're talking about. So when I read the books, I can go deeper. So like one of the things in meditation is like, you can get to a place where you recognize that you, are, you are part of everything that, that you aren't really anything like you, there's like a, um, it's like you join the, this is, see, this is why this is hard to talk about. You join the fabric of, of what is love, I guess. Like what is all of it? And I had like in all that whole 10 day silent meditation retreat where we meditated like 12 hours a day. And it was my, I was really just learning how, and it's silent. You can't write, you can't look at anybody. It's just like a very hard, it was very, very difficult and wonderful thing. I, I had like a moment in the entire time where I had that experience and now I just know it's true. <laughs> and I don't know. I will That's have for the last of my life tried to figure out how to regain, you know, and continue to practice and, and likely do one of those. I'd love to do that again um, because it was that powerful and profound. And there are people who are so much further along in their practice who have access to that much, much more easily and more often. But even having like reading about it and then having a glimmer of experiencing of it, it's now changed how I read and absorb all those kinds of books, because at first they just sound, I didn't understand the language they were talking. And then you kind of dive into it and one more layer makes sense. And then you dive in another layer makes sense. And it's just a continue, like continuous un deepening or, or un unraveling maybe, or, or fold, like, it's like you're cycling deeper and deeper. You can't quite ever get there. Cause it's just, there's deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, and so those books were a beginning of like, and in a very new, important direction in my life around practicing acceptance of the moment, of all moments, of like, what would it mean to not resist this moment, to fully accept this? If I'm breastfeeding and I'm uncomfortable, how do I fully accept this moment? If I'm um, waking up in the middle of the night and I don't want to, to <laughs> how do I not resist this moment? I have to change this poopy diaper again, even though I just changed one. <laughs> how do I not resist this moment, right? Like, it's just, it's just training and all of that stuff. Yeah, that's, that's, I just love everything you said there. But I think maybe we should have an episode on meditation. If you guys are interested in that, please um, let us know. I think that would be a very interesting conversation. Because I, I think everyone really does experience it so differently. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, there's so many kinds and there's so, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. It could definitely be an episode and, and whether it's intended for relaxation or if it's more for the practicing tolerating discomfort or if it's more for the space between your thoughts and your uh, reactions there's many versions mm -hmm. um and I'll always be a student of it so the last category I would say would be the whole Tara Brack Kristen Neff world of self-compassion self-compassion and radical compassion those are books that are so important in my work and they are so important in my life um they are more recent discoveries, like in the last four years. I did a training with Kristen Neff on self-compassion, um, and it is it is such a powerful practice, and it is so like simple and yet difficult. Um, and Tara Brack writes radical compassion, and it's also on. It's it's a it's kind of adjacent to the the world I was just talking about. And it's also about how to practice this both in yourself and in other people. How do we increase our ability to have compassion for ourselves, compassion for the moment, compassion for just everything. Um, in, 
And how do we do that inwards and outwards? I need to borrow. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Those I need to so borrow good. those. Those are books that you'll like because they're very like tangible. Here's how. Yeah. yeah. Give me the instructions and I, <laughs> which is so funny because I did, I was talking to my husband Rob about this the other day about instructions. I was like, if I just, you know, if I just have the instructions to know how to do it. And he was like, when have you ever fully read the instructions? <laughs> <laughs> you just go for it. And yeah, yeah, sort of just like figure it out. Like the other day when you sent me pictures of yourself ripping up deck ripping up planks. the deck, I get <laughs> I get pretty determined. And there's no I, putting down new boards. I thought yes, that was replacing so our rotten deck boards. The only thing I couldn't do myself. I'm very stubborn, so I really when there's a project to do, I'm like I'm gonna do it myself, which probably <laughs> drives my husband crazy because he's like I could easily do this. I could easily help you with this. But I get very stubborn, and I want to learn, and I want to know how to do it. And the only thing I couldn't do was was use the saw because, honestly, it scared the bejesus out of me mm-hmm. when he tried to show me. But everything else, I, I learned how to do. And yeah, way out of my depth over. Like, I'm not even going to try and hang a picture. <laughs> Meanwhile, over here, I'm like, outsource. Like, I don't, not interested in learning that. <laughs> my brain has limited room. <laughs> that is all right. All right, what are your honorable mentions? Well... I I think I have like kind of a, a few of them. Actually, oh, I did. I swapped them. So I actually, in my write-up, I'm just looking at my notes, everybody. I'm not the most organized right now. My In my notes, I have my Nora Ephron book as an honorable mention. Mm. Um, but apparently. Nora, she got upgraded. Nora was upgraded. <laughs> um, but Set Boundaries, Find Peace by Nedra Glover Tawab, uh, this book. If you have any trouble setting any type of boundary in your life, this book is for you. She talks you through so many different scenarios in which you might have a hard time setting boundaries. I have such a hard time setting boundaries. Uh, and then and then when I think I do it, I'm like, great, I set it that one time. I'm good to go. And then those boundaries get pushed and you're like, well, I don't want to set them again. <laughs> so a lot of my boundaries don't stick, but this book is so great. If this book is going to be one that I go back to over and over again, it's very gentle on, on like it doesn't make you feel bad about needing to set the boundary in the first place. And it gives you the exact language. She gives you exact scripts to, to say your boundaries so that says my problem with boundaries is I'm so scared to hurt the other person when I'm setting a boundary, even though when I don't set it, I hurt myself. It's just a lot easier to hurt yourself sometimes than to hurt somebody else's feelings. Like I know how to deal with my hurt feelings, but I'm not great at dealing with other people's hurt feelings. So I'd rather just hurt my own because mm. I know how to deal with it. Anyway, this book is amazing. And I'll do my honorable mention sort of well, with the same. Just quick pause on that oh, book. Yeah. So I read it to you, lent it to me, and yeah. I liked it. And I, I do a lot of work with people on boundaries, and I, I don't mind setting boundaries so much. So I was like reading it kind of as a tourist or something because I was like, <laughs> some of the language to me felt, I'm surprised you found it as gentle as you did because I found a lot of the language very um, Direct. Like, who uses that in real life? Yes. I, yeah. do, I do find that with the scripts. It was more, the gentle part was more about not feeling bad, bad about, about it. You're right. Yeah. Because I, I think the point that she really tries to get across is, like, sometimes you really do have to set direct boundaries. Yes. Especially for someone who talks 
in feelings because that's how I that's how I communicate. I talk in feelings and emotion. And for me to actually give you a direct line about something, I find incredibly difficult because I will just talk about the feelings around it. And not everybody can be receptive to that, I don't think. So well, maybe yeah, it helped me in that. Clear. Yeah, clear yeah. is kind. So trying to just be, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, like I was yeah. like, I liked it, and but it felt almost like, I mean, she explained a lot of things really well, but the, the, I am pretty direct. So I found, but I was like, my goodness, those are like, <laughs> those are, it felt like the Glennon Doyle version of like, let's go 150 and hope people Funny. meet us at 75 yeah. or something. Like it felt so far that I was, I, I wondered if, if she, cause she's from the UK, right? So I was like, is this just like a, is this just maybe a, a, a something like about where, how we perceive language in different countries. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, maybe. But on the whole, yeah. I was like, these are great. Yeah, I loved a lot of the approach of it. Mm-hmm. I was just surprised. I just thought, if I thought the scripts were extra direct, I was like, yeah. surprised you were. You That's did, funny. You found them less. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I haven't used a lot of them because I, I've i recognized my boundaries. Yeah. Setting them, I'm still, I'm still working on that. <laughs> but now I can recognize when I need a boundary up. Yeah, that book really helped me recognize that. That book was recommended to me by one of my best friends who actually is on my list of honorable mentions because I, what, you know, she's one of the top five people that changed my life, so she's got to be on this list. Mm -hmm. Her name's Kate Flanders. She is an incredible author, speaker, human, friend, daughter, wonderful person. Um, Caitlin and I met at Royal Roads University, and we just, we just, you know, those people, you had that connection with that like soul deep connection. And it was just like right away. I was like, oh, you're my person here. And, and we've stayed friends. You know, we actually haven't seen each other like face to face and in real life face to face for like, like 12 years, I guess. But I talked to her more often than I talked to a lot of people. Like anyway, her books are awesome. Um she has two books, The Year of Less and Adventures in Opting Out, and they're both very different and they're both so good. And the 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 reason I love her writing, and I think I can only say this because I am her friend and I and I get these stories and advice from her in a, you know, like I get them from her. She writes and speaks to her readers and audience the exact same way that she speaks to her good friends. And I just find that so beautiful because I think that's a that's a difficult skill to have. Like I've heard these stories as they've happened and she doesn't exaggerate. She doesn't, you know, like she just she really tells things as they happened. And explains it in the way that she felt them happen, and she just does. She just does it so beautifully and real. And you, you lent me the year of last, and I loved yeah, it. And I'd love yeah. to read Adventures in Nothing. Yeah, it's out. It's out on loan to another friend. But yeah, it was like this is. Um, she yeah, she felt like someone I would want to be friends with. Yeah, she is the 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 year of last is is about like a basically like a shopping ban kind of. It's her experience of of that. She used to really she she wrote this blog called Blonde on a Budget, um, 
And for years, it was like anonymous. She was just blonde on a budget. Uh, and she actually, she was so incredible. She's like <laughs> helped me with some money stuff. And um, she's very smart in that world. But then the adventures in opting out is she's chosen a life path that I think would be unconventional for a lot of people. And she's done it so beautifully and without any judgment to people who aren't choosing to do those things and also without judgment of herself. And it's just beautiful. If you like hiking, she explains everything sort of like as you're on a hike. It's just, it's just beautiful. I'm excited. (laughs) Okay. My honorable mentions are in themes. So um, when it comes to life design, like um, that means asking yourself, how do I want my life to go? And like really imagining if you could blueprint it, if you could just design it, what might that look like? And I just stumbled into the world of life design um, maybe eight years ago. And the first kind of key book was The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Um, Other books like The Magic of Thinking Big and Big Magic, um, those were books that all were part of that journey for me where I was like, what if I really could just rewrite it? Like, what would that look like if I expanded my thinking to say like, instead of doing things by default or instead of doing what I've always been expected to do or, or what I've just always done, what if I press pause, like sort of took a, stick, took a step back and tried to build it from the ground up with my own set of, of rules and my own set of values and my own definitions of success and my own definitions of like what a heart rich life would be. And what if I just kind of imagined anything was possible? And so though they completely transformed my life, like <laughs> it looks so different than it did before I, I entered into that world and, um, and became so passionate about life design. Um, so those people were key in that. And those books were really my main teachers. Um, when it comes to my work, I think Gabor Mate um, is one of my greatest teachers and like Scattered Minds, uh, The Body Keeps or um, the cost, the hidden cost of stress. So I feel like I'm saying that wrong. Anyways, Gabor Mate. And then for parenting, I love um, the book, The Conscious Parent by I need Dr. to read that. Because you've talked about that before. I need to read that. Yeah. Yeah. Parenting. It's a whole, <laughs> whole new array of books that you didn't know you needed to read. <laughs> Speaking of which, the monitor battery is dying and that's our cue. <laughs> that's our cue. We got through all of our books. Yeah, see, and I sneakily did like 20 books instead of five, but I did my very best. So sneaky. <laughs> uh, tell us your favorite books. We'd love to hear. Yeah, we love a good book recommendation. I love podcasts like this and I actually go right on the library as I'm listening yeah. to the library app and like download a bunch of them. So um, I hope you liked all these recommendations. Yeah, we'd love to get some from you guys. Absolutely. I Especially, yeah, books that we I just love finding out about new worlds I didn't even know existed. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Bye.